Well, hopefully you've been uh, blessed and encouraged by our time of sharing. And I, I just want to spend a, a few minutes to just briefly, and some of you are checking your watches right now already, briefly share with you uh, just a couple thoughts of this whole idea of, of influence. And uh, so fun to think about the potential that each one of us holds to be able to impact other people's lives. And you heard a story after story of different influences. Didn't you guys love the water sharing thing? Like, makes me want to get a sip of water uh, in the week ahead. But uh, anyway, uh, thinking about that, about the influence and potential for that, I was just kind of wrestling through that. And so I took a minute and just jotted down a definition or looked up a definition of, of influence. Influence is the power or capacity to produce a desired result to impact or to cause some change to take place. Like that last statement, cause some change to take place. Each one of us, when we're thinking through our lives, has the ability or uh, potential to cause change to take place in the life of somebody else. It's kind of a, uh, you can think about that, and that's a pretty big deal that you have that potential. And so the question that I was processing through that is like, well, what type of change or influence should we be looking to have in someone's life? What's the greatest changes I'm elevating? Which impact I'd like to have. I was thinking about that. A lot of us focus on uh, different things that are all great. I jotted down a couple that get a lot of uh, attention. One, how sweet it would be to help influence or change somebody's life financially. Are you taking them from poverty to economic stability? Kind of a cool, you see stories or hear influences of, of that for sure. Education might be another avenue, changing a person's knowledge base and most likely a quality of life by impacting them. So grateful for teachers and educators with that. In the health arena, the idea of, of uh, taking somebody that has a restricted living to living a, a full and, and uh, feeling great and physically uh, vibrant, like that idea is an amazing one. Esteem, a lot of times with counselors, they might be able to take somebody that's discouraged or depressed, uh, moving them towards being optimistic and, and, uh, and positive. All these different influences that we have potential. But what I would suggest is that you have to run it through the filter of not just is it an important influence, the question is how lasting is that influence? How lasting is that influence? God's words points to the reality that we are not just a, here for a short period of time, that we're all an eternal being. had an example I wanted to share with you guys. I've had uh, used this before in a sermon some years back. Jeremy, do you mind helping me out with something? So here we're going to take this rope and we're going to find the other end of it somewhere down there. Oh, there it is, the white end. And you're going to walk with that and you're going to just head out the door. You've already paid your dues here in church. You can... Uh, you can just go for a minute and uh, just keep on, just give that a shove. Keep, keep walking, keep walking, keep going, keep going. Yeah, he's in the neighbor's yard now there. Okay, pause. So here, what this, what this represents, this picture that I have here, this represents our eternity. Each one of us has a uh, 70, 80, maybe 100 years here on earth. That's represented by this red part. Then past that, Here's the reality of what God's word teaches. We just keep going, like the Energizer Bunny. We just keep going and go. We have a distinct beginning, but no distinct end. And Jeremy could still be walking all the way to China right now, and that doesn't even capture the reality of our existence. We never, ever end. So when we're considering 
what our influence is going to be in our life. You have to wrestle through. Does it go through the filter of the eternity test? Filter of the eternity test. Jeremy, you can come back in. Uh, we'll welcome him. We'll, we'll leave this here. Actually, just leave that there. That's good. That's, that's a picture for us the rest of the service. This, uh, th- thank Jeremy. Jeremy did a great job there. Yeah. And uh, anybody else glad for Larissa and uh, pointing Jeremy to church? Uh, but thinking about that, as far as it relates to eternity, really the reality is we spend eternity in one of two places. If you spend any amount of time in church, you hear this reality. The reality is it's either a really good place or like the TV show, it's the bad place, right? The, the idea, the other place. I forget what that's called. But you get, the, you get the idea that eternity can either be spent in heaven. That's what God's word teaches. Heaven is present. It's marked by the presence of a loving God. It's marked with the absence of sickness, pain, anything negative. That that's marks uh, one potential for our eternity. The other potential, we don't like to talk about it, but it is a reality pointed to time and time again in scripture is the reality of hell. That's marked by the absence of our loving God. That's actually marked by, by misery, pain, and torment, and regret, all of those things. And we have the potential to impact or influence somebody's eternity with this simple message. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes and is justified, and with a mouth one confesses and is saved. See, this is how the reality works, is that every single person, barring that truth, is headed to an eternity separated from God in hell. But thankfully, God, like we saw in the story of Noah, God intervened and provided a lifeboat. That lifeboat is by the name of Jesus Christ. By putting our faith and trust in his finished work on the cross, we can have our eternity redirected. In other words, heading to one reality, one destination for eternity is changed to a completely different destination. That's a huge deal. When you think about influence, you're like, people are like, yeah, I like the idea of impact and influencing a life. But when you think about the potential to redirect, to change somebody's eternal destination, that's a big deal. And how does that work? Just a couple of verses later here in Romans verses uh, 14 through 15 explains. It says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. What good news? The good news that I just described. We had chosen, we had because of our sin all the way back from Adam and Eve, we are headed towards an eternity separated from God because of our willful rebellion. But the gospel, the good news is what I just explained. Through Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross can change the direction of things. But notice in those verses what has to happen. Someone has to actually communicate it. You have to speak it. It uses the word preach there. Sometimes somebody hears that word and they're like, whoa, I'm not preaching to anybody. But preach is just the idea of communicating, taking an idea and getting across to another person. It comes from opening our mouth and talking about it. For us, when we're considering what potential influence or impact we are going to have 
in the world around us, I would suggest that that's the one that passes the eternity test. That's the one that we should all aspire to, is the opportunity to share the good news, to actually say, hey, listen, this can change your eternity. I think back in my own story, we had chances to share in my own story, it all stemmed back to a number of, of generations now as I think about it. First, my grandmother actually attended a Billy Graham crusade. Anybody remember those that were a big deal? Billy Graham crusade, and in one of those crusades, she heard the gospel message preached, heard about the love of Jesus Christ, and by bending a knee and embracing his work on the cross can change your eternity. She came home with that message to my grandfather, Mike, who was a butcher, and probably not the, the softest or most gentle guy, but introduced the gospel message to him. He embraced that truth. Then there are five kids, my mom being one of them. They all embraced the truth. And now generations and generations later, it's passed down to my family. On my dad's side, it was the flip side. My dad, Alan, who's sitting in the room right now, was actually at a summer camp where he was introduced to the gospel message. He embraced it, came home, and what did he do? Preached it to his mom and dad. They embraced it, passed on to uncles and aunts and generations now impacted because of that decision. All of it going back to what? To someone taking this message of influence and verbalizing it to someone else. Verbalizing. And here's the thing that I find fascinating is people are a lot more open to hearing that than you think. I found it fairly simple. I just ask people permission. I say, hey, can I just have two or three minutes to share with you? what I hold to be true and how I believe it can influence your life and even your eternity. And people are like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a few minutes. I was at the gym talking to a guy and was just talking with him. He's like, oh, wow, thanks for sharing that. And you, you should be at a place when you're thinking through this that you're able to communicate that message to somebody. We're about to race into the holiday season where you're going to have lots of opportunities to interact with people. I was reading some articles this last week, and it was a big trend prior to Thanksgiving. Maybe you read one of these. Trends of things to talk about and things not to talk about at Thanksgiving. Anybody see one of these news reports? I mean, they were taking it serious. And I thought it was funny. They said, you know, if you're interested in talking about politics, maybe you should have a separate room set aside for that. It's <laughs> like, so, so, uh, so we won't go there. But here's where we will go. It's like, you're like, talk about potential for influence all the different gatherings that we have in the weeks ahead, I thought it might be helpful this morning to give us a little nudge towards that. Your potential or the invitation for influence. The invitation for influence is there. It's waiting. And the nice thing is that every single morning, when that alarm clock goes off, and my wife sets those really early, every single morning, that potential is there. You're like, you know what? I can either use it. And I'm not saying that the idea early on, I mentioned some of those different ones. We mentioned the idea of financial, helping somebody move along, educational, health, esteem. But all of those have the potential for us to infuse and marry the idea of, hey, I want to help you financially, but let me tell you, why? 
Let me tell you about the transformation that Jesus Christ has done in my life and what compels me to do this. I want to help you in your education. I want you to help grow in your knowledge base. But let me tell you why I found the source of all wisdom in Jesus Christ. And you go down the, down the list for any of those health-wise. Health Man, I want to I introduce a, something that's going to help and change your health. But let me tell you why. It's because I've been transformed from the inside out. All of these things have the opportunity for us to influence people, not just for their 70, 80, 100 years, but for the next million to come. Let me pray as we wrap up. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the invitation that you've included for us to partner with you, to partner with you in the rescue plan that you've provided for mankind the rescue plan that you initiated, the rescue plan that you played out, the sacrifice that you made on our behalf so that we could have a relationship with you restored. I pray for anyone that's maybe in this room even this morning that's never made the decision to bend a knee and embrace that free gift, that maybe Thanksgiving 2019 might be that moment. Might be even in these moments when I'm talking and closing up that they call out to you. They embrace that. And I do call the rest of us, myself included, to this charge, this invitation to be the beautiful feet that bring the good news to the people we're surrounded with that we care about so deeply. How awesome, God, it would be to have a room gathered like this five years from now and story after story of folks in this church that influence them with the gospel message, the eternal, eternity-changing message of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the invitation. God, stretch us and grow us in this area, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the invitation. Of, well, I hope that this has been an encouraging service for you. It was so sweet just to hear the different stories of influence and impact. I Hopefully that was a blessing to you. I pray you have a fantastic Sunday, and maybe this is a little nudge towards influence this Christmas season. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.